Breaking Verses Down is brought to you by God. God, speaking through Pastor Jason since 2002 and in charge of the universe since always. Does anybody have a kayak? I might need it to get back to my house. Hello everybody. Good to have you here. Breaking verses down. BVD for the cool hipsters out there. And it is the wet coast today. Of course, I mean the west coast. But it is so wet today. Pouring rain, windy. And some part of the Vancouver Island has um, snow, some places have rain and wind like we do in Campbell River. It is the perfect day to be inside recording a podcast. So I thought I might as well. It is good to be back with you guys. First, before I go any further, I just want to thank Pastor Ryan Schman, whose testimony came out last Tuesday on my second ever Chico chat. And his testimony was awesome, powerful. If you haven't heard it yet, you would do yourself well if you clicked on that and listened to the story he had from going somewhere to falling apart and going nowhere to going where God wants you to go. What an amazing testimony, and I thank him for that. And that was an awesome time with him there. So yeah, if you can hear that, you might want to tune in. But moving onward, I don't know if you can hear that. That's the wind outside howling. What a stormy day. Beautiful. I got a podcast to do. Moving on and moving into new and wild and crazy things. This podcast will be different. It will be different because I don't have any terms that I broke down. Say what? I have three different books that I'm going to be talking about from the Bible today because God gave me a specific word that he wants me to share. Not so much dig into a verse and extract everything you can out of it. He gave me a a word or a message that he wants me to share with you guys today. And I think it's pretty cool how it turned out. Uh, Before I do that, I'll just do the rest of the housekeeping here. Tuesday, December 19th. While I am having a Christmas special, I have a gift for you that I'm going to give to you on the podcast. Yep, each one of you. You all get the same gift. And there'll be some other people showing up along the way. And it'll be just awesome. So I hope that you can join me. Merry Christmas, everyone. My love this time of year. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Okay, moving on. So, I have a message for you guys today. And, you know, it it just came to me. And I 
God put something on my heart and I pursued it and I pressed into it and the result that I got surprised me, but it didn't. But I really want to share this to you guys and it made an impact on me. You see, I've been, I've been in my prayer time, in my alone time. I just, um, I don't know if the words ruminate on something or if it's just focused in on something. I had it on my heart that I wanted to understand God even more. And I really, 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 really wanted to understand more about Jesus and what happened when he gave his life for us because Jesus Christ died on a cross and three days later he rose. But I wanted to know, I wanted to go into a deeper um, understanding, a deeper revelation as to what it what it was about the blood of Jesus that, that was able to cleanse. How did that work? How does the blood of Jesus cleanse our sin? I totally believe that it does, but I wanted to understand it to the to the very minute detail of how that actually works. So I pursued that and I wanted to press in on it and 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 just get revelation about it. So I dug in and I, I, I did some research and I looked up people that are Bible teachers that are very, uh, in my opinion, are, are very good at what they do, that are very wise in what they say. And the more I dug in, you see, I wanted to know on a molecular level, like a physical level, how the um, blood of Jesus cleanses us. How does a perfect man cleanse us? And he took me first to the book of Ephesians. I, I would hope that you jump in with me here and go for the ride with me because I will be scattering between here and there and everywhere as I explain this. But again, it's a different sort of feel this week on BBD. But this is what I learned. Ephesians 2.13. And it says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once who once were far away, have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. Okay, so now I know what. Blood of Jesus is what. And I know who, that be Jesus. And I know when, because he, he when he died, he brought us near with the blood of Christ. But how? How does that work? And he then took me to the book of Colossians. Colossians. And it was verse 1, pardon me, chapter 1, verse 20. And I got this here. It said, okay, I'll read this to you here, starting in verse 20. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So what they're saying there is the blood of Jesus when he gave his life for us, he made peace for us through his blood. It was like God and man met inside of Jesus and they reconciled inside of them. And if you, if you focus in enough on that, you'll just be blown away. But I wanted to go even deeper. You see, I've, I've had the fortunate situation of being in a church 
growing up in the in in the church from like when my wife and I first got married, I was twenty four at the time, to um recently before we moved away. I, I grew up in a church that that encouraged knowing him more and getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in understanding of God's nature. I have that embedded into me now because I've had so many years of, of a wonderful pastor feeding me that, that, that um, knowledge and experience and understanding. So I, I want to go more into detail than just that. I know that he died for me. I know that he shed his blood for me. I know that he rose for me. I know that he made peace for me between his father and me. I know all that. I believe all that. But I wanted to know how. I wanted to get deeper. Why did a perfect man have to shed his blood to have the ability to cleanse our sins? Why did it take him? Why did it not take a perfect man? How did a perfect man make everything all smoothed over and okay? I really, really wanted to get into it. On a, like I say, on a molecular level, I wanted to know. So I searched some more. And everything I searched, it was like, he died for you. He gave his life for you. You're clean because of him. All the stuff that we've, we've all heard if we've dug into a Bible. And I love that stuff. Don't get me wrong. But I wanted to go even deeper. So I prayed and I prayed. I even told God my reasoning why I was doing this and what I, and I explained what I wanted to know. I prayed about it and I, I felt God tell me after, after praying about it and praying about it, trying to get into what I thought was this deeper understanding. I felt God tell me to look up faith, the word faith in the Bible. Look it up. So I looked up faith. And it took me to some scripture that I'm sure you've all heard before. But I'm going to read it again because it's just so good. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 1 to 6. Hebrews 11, 1 to 6. So I'll read it here. Now faith is confidence in what we hoped for and the assurance about what we did not see. This is what the ancients were commanded for, or commended for, I should say. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what is what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous, when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe 
that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Let me explain why this means so much to me here. At the beginning of all these verses here, Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse 1, it said, Now faith is confidence in what we hoped for, an assurance of what we do not see. It's confidence. Faith is confidence. I wish I broke down confidence. confidence. I could look it up on my phone, but I won't. We are assured in our mind by faith that Jesus Christ died for us and that it was more than enough. You see, I wanted to know how that worked. And the message that I got in my heart, what I felt Holy Spirit tell me was, that's not important. Because let me tell you something about God that I'm learning as I walk through this life with God. There have been many times when I've asked God questions and he refuses to answer me. Some would call that rude. I call that wisdom. God does not need to answer all of your questions. In fact, sometimes God will go out of his way not to answer your questions because he knows if he did answer the question, if he did answer the question, you wouldn't have enough faith to honor him. You would have evidence, but you wouldn't have faith. And it says here that faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. You need to have faith. You need to just believe. You need to take that step away from fleshly understanding and spiritual understanding. And the way you make that crossroad from one side to the other is by having faith, by taking God by his word that he really did what he did on that cross and saved us all. You see, if we have evidence of how exactly the blood of Jesus cleanses us, we wouldn't need faith because we would have evidence. So good. So good. Even when he proves me wrong, he's so good. And in verse 6, it says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You cannot please God without faith. You have to believe in what you don't see and believe it to be true, to have faith in something. So the question is, who are we going to stand with? Are we going to stand with our flesh that tells us if we don't have any physical evidence, it can't be true? Or are we going to stand with our spirit that tells us you can't please God without believing what isn't seen is true. I wanted to know how Jesus did that. And I was coming from a good good spot. I was coming from a good place because I do truly believe he died for me. But I wanted to get deeper. And God said to me, Jason, you don't need to go there. What you need to do is go deeper in your faith with me. To the point that you're so in love with him that you don't need to know how. It's not important to know how. What, what, what becomes important to you is that you are so close to this God that you have faith in. That's what's important. The Bible holds back from telling us the whys and the hows. 
it focuses on the faith and it focuses on the trust. Do you trust him when he says who he is? A lot of people, they first get saved and then the enemy just attacks them in the spiritual realm and says, how can you trust this guy? You can't see anything about him. Something went wrong right after you knew him. So he must not be telling the truth. And he just picks away at that faith thing. So hopefully you'll walk away again. Don't do it, by the way. If you look at this in the flesh, the story of Jesus will be complete nonsense. I still remember my sister going to church when I was younger, seeing her go. And then all of a sudden she was going to church on Wednesday too, Sunday and a Wednesday. And I was in flesh back then. I didn't have anything to do with God. Didn't know who Jesus even was. And I just said, what nonsense. What fill in the blank here. And then I got saved. God touched me in my spirit realm. And and just supernaturally, I fell in love with him. And I get it now. So if you look at it in the flesh... This is a complete waste of time. If you look at it in the spirit, you don't have enough time to worship him as much as you want to. The story of Jesus Christ is the greatest story ever told. And it has more impact than anything else ever thought. Because it's not just a story. It's real. And we believe that in faith. We Christians love to see evidence of God's blessings around us. We love to go up and get the microphone and say, Hey, look, God did this for me, that for me, this for me, which proves that he loves me. But I tell you, it takes a stronger Christian to have faith in God when all things are falling apart. When all things are falling apart and just going to the to the wayside and and, and just not going well, and you still believe in him, and you still have faith in this invisible God. Invisible. Hmm. Funny that you say that, because in the flesh, he's just an invisible God, and he just makes no sense. But when you get to know him, you see him in everything. This invisible God, he what he really is, is, he is the great I am. And everything that you see, you see I am. It changes you, this Christian walk with God. So where do we stand? We all have to choose. Every one of us has to make a choice. Whether we're going to believe him and have faith, or whether we're going to deny him because we don't have enough evidence. We have to make that choice. And I can tell you I made that choice. And I never look back. And sometimes I'll even get off on that t- a tangent, go off along along a, a, a trail to the middle of nowhere, trying trying to understand them more on a fleshly level. When what I need to be doing is investing more time in my faith, in my faith, in my faith life. I believe Jesus Christ died on a cross for me. I believe him. I believe that he died on a cross, went down to hell, took the keys, came back up, and in three days was resurrected. And now he sits on the right side of his father, 
the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. I believe. I believe. So I hope that you believe too. I hope that this is as real to you as it is to me. And I don't think I was wrong for wanting to get to that deeper realm with him. But it wasn't wrong for him to correct me and tell me, you're not looking this way, you're looking that way. You need to go that way. You need to believe that I am who I say I am. And I am the great I am. God loves you. You know, last week we heard Pastor Ryan, who spoke so amazingly. Man, he spoke so good, he could almost get my job. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, and he shared about how this message to him, about how he would save people in the masses through Jesus Christ, that that message would never go away from him. The call on your people's lives, the call on your life, just like with Pastor Ryan, the call on your life is irrevocable. God knows what you are, and he wants to, to bless you in that. So what are you going to say? What are you going to do? Are you going to believe? Or are you going to say, I need a little more evidence on that? The choice is yours. He gives you freedom. You can make whatever choice you want. I'm going to believe. That's my choice. And I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. And it's going to be one wild ride. Come join me. All you have to do is say that you believe in God, that Jesus Christ died for you, that you believe that all of your sins are, are, are cleansed by the blood of Jesus, and that you believe that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And if you do that, I believe you're saved. But then you need to build up that faith life. Get into a good church, a good Bible teaching church, a church that has a pastor like I had that wants to lead you deeper and deeper in God. You won't be sorry. Praise God. So next week is going to be the Christmas special. It's going to be a ton of fun. I'm going to have some fun um, stuff in there, and I'm also going to have a word for you at the very end. It's going to be awesome. This time of year is hectic, and I hope that you're blessed in it. I pray peace over all of my listeners, that the Christmas season would be peaceful for them, that they would find peace in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that they would know that they are God's favorite. I'll leave it at that. Hope you guys are blessed. Have a good one, and I will see you next time. Later, Gators. Like, click, share if you care.